0: I cannot wait to talk about my me likey. Oh my god, I'm glad you're so excited. Oh my gosh.
1: Okay, well, we should just get into it then. Hi and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts, and celebrating all of the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my disciplined accountability partner, Jenny.
0: That's me, Jenny Kouse, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal and a big believer in the power of habits. We know from research and from our year of monthly habit challenges, how our daily choices impact and ultimately create our lives. So we're getting intentional about our habits And we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall, your own best self. And my apologies for my nasally voice this week. I seem to have a cold.
1: Sounds great. Don't worry.
0: I'm fine.
1: (laughs) Fine. It's fine. All right. On today's episode, we are going back in time to something we discussed way back in our very first episode to answer a listener question. In Umi Likey, I'm into a new TV show that John and I have been watching and Jenny's loving a company's awesome customer service. Jenny's win is related to doing a dreaded chore more frequently and my learn was a reminder of how to slow down time and enjoy the moment. But first, we want to share some cool feedback that we got from some of our listeners after the last couple of episodes.
0: In episode 69, Peggy and I did a bit of brainstorming session where we chatted about some subjects that we might like to discuss on the podcast in the coming weeks and months. Peggy put up a poll in the Facebook group with a few options if you wanna go and cast your vote. So far people are excited about productivity tips and there seems to be some interest in an episode about Peggy getting that spice drawer cleaned out and reorganized. That's right, that's right. Listener Linda gave us some great suggestion for future ideas. So, as a subscriber to your podcast, she says, "I have a few ideas for future podcasts." Which this is great. Yeah. Um, guest hosts, like when you had Amanda on, agreed. That yeah. was when we talked about mastermind groups in episode sixty. I mean, any chance we get to talk to Amanda is fantastic. Definitely. Um, listener sharing recipes, also awesome idea. Love this. Um, highlighting small local businesses that have something unique to offer. i never thought of something like this. I don't know, a big, that's, a, that's a neat idea. idea. Really like that. Uh, great books to read. Totally De- agree. Definitely. Highlighting local fitness yoga centers and maybe having the owner or a rep on as a guest. Cool. And if you are interested in this, we did talk to Tommy Cal- Caldwell. And I can't say that with this cold <laughs> And he has a gym, correct?
1: He does. He owns, or he's one of the owners of Hybrid Fitness Center in London. And we talked to him back in October of 2018, I believe, when we were talking about food. And he's fantastic. So um, he is
0: really good.
1: Yeah. I'll have that, a link to that episode where we talked to Tommy in uh, the show notes so that you can check that out if you're interested. Um, all right. We also got an email I that's from, a idea.
0: and I'm going to pick it
1: out. Okay. Um, we also got an email from Lydia who said, I listen to your podcasts while on the treadmill. Since the nice weather, I have been walking outside. I have enjoyed each one that I have listened to. Please keep them coming. Nice. That's awesome. Lydia. Thank you. All right. My friend, Dan listened to episode 70, which was last week where we discussed our habits around food planning and prepping. And then we shared some of our favorite recipes and he was very interested to hear more about the family Google calendar that Jenny, you and Jeff use, where you can both check out your meal plans and you can coordinate the calendars. He really liked that idea. So maybe we can do a little something where we talk about that a little bit more.
0: And you know what? I can guarantee, I'm going to do a little searching for Dan. I I can guarantee there's probably like an awesome YouTube video or something that shows this Okay. because I think for a family that can be life-changing to be able to have a networked calendar that everybody can access.
1: Well, it just sort of helps to manage everybody's expectations. So if you want to know in the middle of the day, what's up, then you can just check your calendar. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Both for meal plans, but also for family activities too.
0: Absolutely. Yep. Like someone asks you about something, instead of like the dreaded, like I got to ask my wife, sure. you just check the calendar. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like getting asked that stuff.
1: Okay. Well then the Google calendar is the solution. So uh, maybe we'll include a link in the show notes to see if we can find something. And if not, yeah. if we can't find something, then we'll discuss again on a future episode for sure. Yeah. Cause
0: that's a good one.
1: All right, so then I spoke to another listener, Crystal, who liked the tip I gave about using the word paleo in the Google search bar bar when you are searching for recipes. So the reason I use this is because I know for sure that the recipe will be gluten-free, but Crystal made a great point that paleo recipes are also dairy free. So she um, said to me that her husband who is gluten and dairy free had been typing into the search bar gluten free and dairy free. And she said sometimes it would come up as one or the other. Sometimes it would be sort of ambiguous about whether or not it was one or the other. But then she was like, if I just put in paleo, I know automatically that it's both. So if there's anybody out there that has this same conundrum, this is a great way to get around it. So just whatever recipe you're thinking of, type in the word paleo before it and and you'll know what's gluten-free and dairy-free. So great tip that um, Crystal added on to the tip I gave
0: last week. That's a really, really good tip. And I think a lot of people will get some use out of that one. For sure. Um, I also had shared my friend Lisa's newsletter, which is called Recipe Inspo, in the Umi Likey segment last week. And she was so lovely. And she shouted us out in her Friday newsletter. So you know how I have the business idea of um, the thank you for the thank you card? Yes. Yeah, it's the never-ending business. I love it. Like, rinse, repeat, make the money. Well, this is kind of like that because we're thanking her for the thank you. It does seem necessary, though, because she was so sweet and she said the following. Hello, food lovers and makers. Recipe Inspo got a little airtime on one of my favorite podcasts this week, which it just blows my mind that we're someone's one of their favorite podcasts. Oh, I know. So lovely. But anyway, um, the Improvement Project is a weekly pod co-hosted by a pal of mine, Jenny Kouse, and her friend, Dr. Peggy Malone. Each month, Jenny and Peggy challenge themselves to adopt a new habit and take us along on their journey of self-improvement. It's great, motivating, and real, and funny, and it's become one of my go-to listens. This week, their episode was all about meal planning and prepping and favorite recipes, which y'all know is my sweet spot. So check it out on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher, and then do what I did when I first discovered it, and binge listen to all the past episodes until you're up to date, and presumably a better human. No pressure. So awesome. (laughs) she's so great thanks Lisa so cute kind of cool writing style like it's it's very entertaining to read her newsletter and anyone who um perhaps knows Lisa because maybe you're from the area um and grew up around her you'll know that it it is just like listening to her talk she's a very entertaining person so loving it and thank you
1: well I signed up for her recipe info newsletter after you recommended it last week, and it is awesome. So um, I'll, again, link to it in the show notes this week. So it is the thank you for the thank you. So uh, (laughs) thank you, Lisa, for thanking us, for thanking you, because you're the bomb.com.
0: This only proves my concept of the thank you for the thank you card. It only works at Canada, but man, will it crush. Love it.
1: All right, let's move on to Habits Corner. We have a great listener question this week from listener Yoda. And yes, that's her real name. So Yoda asked this, I have a quick question and I thought you might be the best person with an answer. I've been loving your podcast, so much wisdom, and I feel like almost every episode I take something valuable, even if it's a book recommendation or to follow another podcast. My question is, how long does it take to form a habit? In your experience and in your research, what do you think is the best answer to this comprehensive question? Some sites or books claim 21 days. Others claim 60. So I was just wondering your thoughts on this and if it's perhaps more dependent on the type of habit or the person. Let me know your thoughts when you have time. Hope you're well and enjoying Autumn Yoda.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a common thought that it takes 21 days. The 21 days time period is often quoted as a statistical fact when there's actually much, much more to the story. So, A surgeon called Maxwell Maltz first noticed a 21-day trend and then published it, and then it was taken on as gospel by all the self-help gurus from Zig Ziglar to Tony Robbins, but they left out one very important little phrase, and it's at least 21 days. So what's the real answer? Well, one study published in the Journal of Social Psychology examined 96 people over a 12 week period, taking on one new habit and found that on average, it takes more than two months before a new behavior becomes automatic. 66 days to be exact, and how long does a new habit take to form can vary pretty widely depending on the behavior, person, and the circumstances. In the study, it took anywhere from 18 days to 254 days for people to form a new habit. So
1: just like we said back in our very, very first episode, the bottom line is, is that it probably takes more than 21 days. And there are perhaps other factors involved just other than just time. So I tell people, don't get down on yourself if you haven't got something mastered within the 21 days. So factors other than time that are important, and Jenny and I talk about this on the regular on this podcast, are your environment, the people you hang out with, as you're likely to take on the habits of your peers. Uh, Your why you want to do it, how consistent you are, your personality and your tendencies related to how you respond to outer or inner expectations are always playing in too. So Yoda followed up by asking me about my own success with forming habits and how many days it's taking me to get one locked in. Uh, If you've been listening for any length of time to Jenny and I chat on the podcast, you'll have heard that I'm really working hard at doing my best to form habits and I'm a bit challenged by it. So a big reason that I was drawn to doing this podcast was for that reason. I'm a work in progress. I'll go months and keep something up and then it falls off. Uh, You are hearing about it in real time as Jenny and I discuss the challenges associated with habit formation and consistency. So how many days for me? If I'm being optimistic, maybe a month. If I have outer accountability built in, definitely. But, and that maybe that number for me is why I was drawn to our monthly challenges. But realistically, it's an ongoing long life process. What it comes down to is this humans are complicated. Yeah. So do you have anything yet you want to add here, Jenny? Could you say how long or how many days it might take you to form a habit or to get it locked in? Do you have something more specific or um,
0: objective? Well, do you know what came to my mind when you were reading Yoda's question is I can hear it in her question. And it's like, just give me the answer. How many days do I have to do this before it's locked in? Because this is hard. Right. This is hard. So what is the magic number that we can hit that then it's going to be locked in and I don't have to worry about this anymore? I'm not here with good news. <laughs> I am not here with good news because you've heard me say it before. I have hit meditation streaks of what? 200 days? Yep. And guess what? I haven't meditated for 10 days right now. Um, so. All of that to say, I don't think I have a length of time it takes me personally to form a habit. But if I had to say, I would say that it only takes a couple days to get that high of the new habit. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Like that excitement and enthusiasm. It's like the momentum at the beginning. Absolutely. And you're excited about it and you're feeling that, you know, you got a couple days in, you're feeling that good momentum and then you kind of settle into that period of locking it in which I would call that a couple weeks of where you're just keeping that consistency. You're still feeling that high. And then it's about maintenance. So for me, I don't, I don't think there's an amount of time it takes you. That's not the, the non exciting news is that it's a decision every single day. Right. Or as James clear says, the habit is a vote for the type of person that you want to be. So it's an everyday thing. I wish it was just do it for 21 days. They're good for the rest of your life. But If you'll recall as well, James Clear talks about the idea of habits being important as you decide what your identity is. So, for example, the goal of going for a run isn't about that 5K run you take in the morning. It's about adopting the identity of a runner. So once you do the habit, you embody the identity. So your goal shouldn't be the habit. Your goal should be that identity. So I think that that's an important kind of reframe in your mind uh, when you're thinking about taking on new habits. And it was a very important distinction for me. The flip side of habit formation is equally as interesting, I think. Um, And it's something that is also, again, discussed by James Clear, because I don't get sick of talking about James Clear. Um, He's one of our online pretend best friends, and he's great. Absolutely. He says not to miss more than once. So for example, if you're, you know, I mentioned running, so let's say that was your goal that you were trying to run every morning. Have that rule that you don't miss more than one day in a row. Because when you miss twice, that is a new habit forming of not running. That's a good way
1: to think about it, I like that.
0: Yeah, well, and the reason I say this is, I've done this before. For example, on the way to work, as a little treat, I'll stop for a tea and a bagel. It's awesome, so I do it again the next day. By that third day, that little habit has become a part of my routine, even though I only meant to do it once as a treat. And I think bad habits are so much easier to adopt and get them to stick. I think a bad habit takes maybe two or three days, but a good habit takes a lot longer. What do you think?
1: I think that's fair to say. Sort of yeah. like a, a bad habit is kind of sliding, or is a good habit is you're climbing.
0: <laughs> Ooh, oh my gosh! I just got the chills.
1: Oh, did I did I just make a, a quote? Fantastic.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: A bad habit hey. is you're sliding, and a good habit is you're climbing.
0: Holy smokes! You got
1: you're the visual on now. Tonight. Okay, I like you're it. On. All right. Wow.
0: I don't know. I feel like I need to make a meme or something. I'm into it. I like it.
1: It's All right. It's
0: hard to say meme when you have a stuffed up nose.
1: Meme. I'll say meme it for it. you. Meme. meme. <laughs> All right. If you have a question about habits or about anything really, because Jenny and I are open to talking about almost anything within reason. Uh, sure. If you want to hear us discuss it, send us an email at the improvement project at drpeggymalone.com or ask us in the Facebook group. We love hearing from you and we are pumped to
0: answer any questions that you may have for us. And now it is time for a segment formerly known as What Are You Digging Lately, which we are calling Ooh, Me Likey. Peggy and I like to talk to each other about podcasts that we like, uh, books we're reading, random internet hilarity we've found, and we feel like maybe you'll find it fun too.
1: So each week, each of us will share something that we are loving, that we find useful or practical, or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. Uh, This week, I want to shout out a TV show that John and I have been watching on real TV. Like, we got to wait for it every week, every Monday night. What? Uh, It's on Fox. It's called The Prodigal Son. So, it's kind of cool. And this is the, uh, I guess, the synopsis that was written about it. Malcolm Bright is a gifted criminal psychologist, using his twisted genius to help the NYPD solve crimes and stop killers, all while dealing with a manipulative mother a serial killer father still looking to bond with his prodigal son and his own constantly evolving neuroses. Bright's only ally is his sister, Ainsley, a TV journalist who wishes her brother would take a break from murder and have a normal life. Unfortunately for his sister, the only way Bright feels normal is by solving cases with the help of his longtime mentor, NYPD detective Gil ario ario is one of the best detectives around and he expects no less from his team which includes detective jt tarmel a born and bred new yorker who questions whether bright is a psychopath himself so the cool part about this show is that well and you can tell that obviously it's a bit out there listen to you with your nose are you okay jenny i'm fine you're fine um so the cool part about this is that um, it gives you sort of the procedural of a TV show where there's a murder and then the detectives are solving the murder, but then on top of it, there's also this crazy family dynamic that's happening. Because what happened was in the backstory, and this isn't a spoiler. This is what happens in the first five minutes of the of the pilot. Okay. Michael Sheen, who is an amazing actor. He was in the... I really
0: like him. Yeah, I
1: like him too. He was in all of the Underworld movies and he's a British actor actor, but plays an American. Uh, He is, it turns out, is a serial killer known as the Surgeon. And his son is this Malcolm Bright, who is our protagonist in the show, Uh, who was only 11 or 12 years old when his father was arrested and taken to prison. So then Malcolm grew up and sort of learned that he wanted to study serial killers and now he helps the police as a profiler. And then it sort of turns into this Hannibal Lecter thing where he goes back and talks to his father to get advice on some of the cases that they're working on. And then there's this weird relationship he has with his mother because of her own stuff that she's dealing with based on what happened when her husband was found out to be a serial killer and went to jail. So it's, there's everything going on and Michael Sheen is amazing and it's actually a pretty cool show. So I'm, we're about four or five episodes in right now and it's pretty fantastic.
0: Um, Jeff has been told several times that he looks like Michael Sheen.
1: Oh yeah, he does a little bit. If he had curly hair, he would totally look like Michael Sheen.
0: And there's been a couple times that Michael Sheen has had shorter hair and I definitely see it a little bit. Oh, that's funny. And well, then you also, may,
1: maybe you don't want to watch this show then because he's creepy. He's creepy on yeah. this show.
0: <laughs> well, and what was the other one? Oh, was it you with the Pete? Uh, oh, he looks like Pete Benedj. <laughs> <laughs> he totally does. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, I mean, yeah, anyway... <laughs> So if, basically
1: that's the description of the show. So if it sounds like that is something that you're into, I would say check it out. So I'm not sure if there's a way when the shows, this is the thing I don't know about technology. I'm sure there must be a way to do it where you can go back and see all of the episodes from the beginning, even though sure. the, se- the season is on right now.
0: Yeah. Also, kind of I'll fun. look for it and
1: see if I can put a link in the show notes to where that might be.
0: And I think most like network shows now you can watch online as well. Afterwards. I think that they must be able to do that.
1: I'll, yeah. uh, I'll do a little research and put it in the show notes, the link at the very least. If you want to watch it and catch up sort of, or start from where it is right now, you can watch yeah. it on Monday nights at, I think it's at 9 PM on Monday nights. It's
0: great having a new show. I know. I like it. It's fun. All right. I got something that's not a show or a book or a podcast. It's okay. a, it's a service. I'll call it. Okay. And specifically I'm talking about Apple. Okay. So this isn't something like I say, that traditionally fits in. But holy smokes, I'm so impressed with the customer service that I recently got from Apple. I've been having computer trouble. You've heard me complaining about this. Yes, definitely. My MacBook. Uh, And I I assumed that my computer was on its final days. It has had issues for probably a year now. uh, And it's just so slow. it, It was terrible. So we decided this was it for this computer. And we were done being frustrated with it. So I had backed up everything on the computer, both to external hard drive and to the cloud. And I was wiping the computer because it was eligible to be exchanged through the Apple trading program. Um, So anyway, I was having some issues doing that. It didn't seem to be working. So I got on the online chat feature that Apple has. And I talked to a lovely Apple employee, Nicole, and she was so helpful with this process and walked me through it. Um, I was on for quite a while with her, probably a couple hours, honestly. Cool. And she... And I mean, you pay nothing for this when you're on chatting with them and they're giving you support and they're so great. So she walked me through the steps to completely clear off my computer, gave me some tips, and then convinced me to not get a new computer. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the people... Selling you the computers told me to not buy a new computer so she had kind of uh taken a look had me look up some things and let her know what it said on my computer and she said that my computer still had loads of life in it it just needed to be kind of wiped and started again i just had way too much on it hence the cloud need for that gotcha um But yeah, so I wiped it and started fresh and oh my gosh, it's amazing now. Like usually I have to say to you, oh, just give me a minute. It won't start. Yeah. We had like, it was so snappy. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So you would never know that it's a seven year old computer and I couldn't be more appreciative. We'd actually gone and picked up a new MacBook and we ended up just taking it back. At the advice of Apple, she said, yeah, absolutely. Go take that back. You don't need it. Your computer is fine. So I honestly, I feel like I just like randomly found a bunch of money. Oh, that's so cool. I love stories
1: like that. That's fantastic.
0: And I feel so good that I don't have to uh, contribute waste. I don't know. I'm just super stoked. And I'm just so glad that this old girl still has some life in her. Fantastic. What a great one. Umi like you too. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Very cool. All right, let's move on to our next segment called You Win or You Learn. Each week, Jenny and I will trade off during this segment to let you know where we did something right and there's cause to celebrate, or where something perhaps went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity.
0: These can be related to our journey as we take on new habits, or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. I'm up for the win, and I've got a new habit, and I'm super excited about it. All Didn't right. take long to get it locked in. And I couldn't feel like a bigger dork about it. What is it? And, well, I don't know if I already told you about this. Okay. So it's a very little change, and it's making a really big difference for our family chores. So here it is. At night, I'm putting my laundry in the washing machine, and I'm using the timer so that the laundry starts an hour before I get up in the morning. And so when I wake up, it's ready to be put in the dryer. Have okay. I told you about this? No. Okay, it's this it's the silliest little thing, but it makes a huge difference. So this means that I can in the morning, as I get up before I hop in the shower, I run downstairs and I just quickly move the laundry over to the dryer. So there it sits, and then that evening it's kind of just becoming something that we do. We grab the basket of clothes, we each grab our own stuff out of it and put it away, which is great. So we're getting Ethan to be more active and putting away his own clothes and we're trying to make it a little bit fun. Um, but it also leads to not feeling so overwhelmed by the monster that can be keeping up on laundry because for three people, I have no idea how we generate so much laundry, but I really like this idea of doing a little bit each day as opposed to like say a 10 on the weekend and feeling like that's all you do for several hours. Cool. I like it. So it's, I mean, it's like I said, it's a silly little thing and it's, you're going to think, oh, how big of a difference can it make? But it is so cool in the morning when you leave for work and you've already done a load of laundry. Nice. Oh, I like that. Like, that's like cool. It's like that making your bed thing. Yeah. Right? Or it's just, it's a little thing, but it makes a big difference. So Awesome. Good tip. I like if, it. If you're thinking that's dorky, try it. And it helps <laughs> what you think. No, I Ooh. love it. And I
1: love that it's dorky and I think it's a great win.
0: All right, right,
1: I'm up for the learn. So this past weekend, I went to visit my friends, Cynthia and Dan, and their three kids. And I spent Friday after school until Sunday morning with this very busy family. So John didn't come because he had to help a friend. And so he did his own thing. And I went and hung out with our friends in Guelph. So we went to a sporting event for every person in their family over the (laughs) days that I was, was there. We ate good food. We played board games. We danced. We sang songs. We told stories. And we had so much fun. So as I've said before on the podcast, John and I don't have kids, so our life on most days is a bit less chaotic and involves more quiet and more sleep and (laughs) considerably less crying, usually. And it also involves me being pretty much in control of what I do and when I do it. So as much as I love this time with my friends and their family, I'm just not used to it. So it was a bit overwhelming at times. And what I've learned, and I've learned this lesson before, is that when I'm around little people in my life, When you're, you, you are reminded to do as they do and just be in whatever moment you are in. And I was reminded of the lesson again this weekend. So I was telling my friend at the end of Saturday that it felt like Saturday morning breakfast was two days earlier. (laughs) We packed a lot of stuff into the day for sure. But I think I had that time distortion feeling because I was open to anything and I was just in the moment all day, seeing the world through the eyes of these three little people and this family as they went about their business on a Saturday. So it reminded me of that pheno- phenomenon that you get as you get older that time tends to speed up. Um well I've read And I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, that the reason that that feeling tends to happen is because as we get older, we stop experiencing new things and we're not seeing the world with a new perspective. So everything's the same. So when everything's the same, it just sort of goes along and it disappears in a hurry. When you're a little kid, a 10 minute car ride seems to take three hours and everything seems to last for a long time. Like Remember how long summer vacation was when you were a kid? Well, it's because everything is new and everything is a novel experience and time slows down. So when the time slowed down way down on Saturday, as I was in the moment experiencing new things with my little friends, I feel like I got a little bit younger by association. Nice. So uh, if you feel like life is moving too fast and you want to slow it down a little, it's time to learn something new or try to get a different perspective. Or like I did sit on the floor with a five and a seven and a nine year old and let them invite you into their worlds for a day or a weekend. That's a, a very good tip. And I'm sure that this is not a surprise to you because you're in this world on the regular. But when you don't have that on the regular, it's such a neat place to go.
0: I had this exact thing. We went for, there's hiking trails around where we live and we were on the trails and Jeff and I caught ourselves repeatedly saying to Ethan, come on, we got to keep moving because we had wanted to get to a certain part on the trail. Yeah. And we realized like he kept stopping because he was, he would stand there and want to take a stick and chop away moss off a log. And in our minds, like, that's not what we're here to do. But then we realized like, no, like that can be what we're here to do. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. It's true. Well,
1: and this is what (laughs) I mean. Like, it's really cool to all of a sudden just go, Oh, okay. I'm open for anything. See what this kid wants to do and then just be in it with them. It's so fun absolutely. Yeah. And kids are really good at staying in the moment. They're in it when they're in it and they don't really think too much about what's just happened or what's happening next. I absolutely. Yeah, it's cool. Anyways, I loved it and I had a really good time with my friends. So that was a fun weekend. Um, all right. And that's it for this episode of the Improvement Project. Uh, remember to let us know anytime you have a question for Jenny and I, because we want to talk about anything that you want us to talk about. We have uh, the ability to just continue to chat randomly for, yeah, so it seems hours. So ask us yeah. questions, get in touch. Our email address is theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. Jenny is on Twitter at jakehouse, and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag theimprovementproject. You'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast.
0: And if you like the show, and of course, we sure hope you do, please be sure to tell a friend and share it with them. It's the most common way that new listeners find our show. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button whenever you, wherever it is you get your podcasts so that you never miss a show. We also have a Facebook group. So search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join it on that conversation. Now go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay focused
1: and get after it.
0: I tell you I went to a zoo the zoo yeah recently yeah they uh we went and uh it only had one dog the zoo it was a shit zoo <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 oh wow it must be late because that's way funnier than it should be <laughs>